Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Hannah Critchlow. This week, we wonder why certain fungi behave in a particular way, with a question just in from Aru Hutterman in Helsinki, Finland. How come some fungi have evolved to produce substances that are hallucinogenic like psilocybin? What's the benefit and cost of producing such chemicals? Thanks for a great show. To find out, I met up with natural chemist Professor Mike Cole from Anglia Ruskin University, Cambridge, to buy some non-hallucinogenic mushrooms from a local market stall. The reason that many fungi produce um, what are called secondary metabolites is as a defence reaction to their environment. For example, they might prevent attack by animals, plants, other fungi, or in fact bacteria. They're called secondary metabolites because they're not essential for life in the same way that vitamins, sugars and amino acids are, but they do confer some advantage on, in this case, the fungus that produces them. So there's over 200 species of mushrooms that actually produce this psilocybin. So why do these particular species of mushrooms produce them? What's the benefit and cost of producing these chemicals? So the advantage of producing compounds like psilocybin is that they confer defence against animals that want to eat the fungus that produces them, bacteria or fungi that might want to attack that fungus in some way and use it as a food source. The cost includes producing precursor chemicals, supplying the energy compounds, supplying the reducing power. And is there anything known about the group of genes that actually produce this ability to produce a hallucinogenic compound? Whilst as forensic scientists we understand a lot about the genetics for the identification of these these organisms, at the current stage there is nothing known about the genetics of how these compounds are produced, although we do understand the biochemical pathway in terms of the starting materials and the end products. And final question from the listener, are there any other similar chemicals that are produced by other organisms, bacteria maybe, or plants, or or even other fungi? There are a host of other compounds that are produced by fungi, plants and bacteria. Perhaps one of the most famous of these are are the ergotamine alkaloids, which are used post-operatively, but also are hallucinogenic. And also compounds produced by a fungus called claviceps, which supplies the precursor chemical for our friend LSD. That was Professor Mike Cole from Anglia Ruskin University, Cambridge. We next bend our minds to bite into a fresh question from Rob Farone, listening to the show in Singapore. I read and heard that a human being can last about 30 days without any food. What if a human being, a 200-pound man, shall we say, had his arms and legs removed and somehow it was turned into food which he had to consume? Putting aside the medical issue of the shock and the infections and so on, how long could this person remain living by consuming his own body, as it were? So what do you think about that gruesome quandary? Let us know by posting on our Naked Scientist Facebook page. You can also tweet at Naked Scientists. You can email chris at thenakedscientists.com or you can join in our live debate on the forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. The Naked Scientist's Question of the Week, brought to you in association with the How to Wisman Foundation, supporting science and education from Alpha to Omega.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.